Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Sunflower Allotment Podcast. This is a podcast for anyone who has an allotment or who doesn't have an allotment but likes growing things. Uh, We started the podcast just because we love talking about gardening and everything to do with the allotment. Summer is here and today we're going to talk about summer fruits and what we do with our fruits once we've picked them and we're also going to show you a uh, recording that I did earlier in the month with a neighbour called John who has an incredible allotment with vegetables and flowers and it's incredibly pretty and we're going to hear what he has to say about that as well. Let's get on with the show. Summer is well and truly here, what it feels like it is anyway. Oh, the sun is so strong now, isn't it? Mm. We've got sun hats on, sunblock, mm. uh, yeah, uh, and it is gorgeous. And of course it's wonderful because this is, I mean, not just the sun, but also the temperature. We've had sun, but it's been, well, not a lot of it, and it's been so cold. But now everything is really marching on and the summer fruit is ripening. Mm. Well, we um, don't often talk about fruit, and no, you've mentioned don't. that. We it's don't enough. Not something, I mean, I'm a novice, but you maybe don't mm. feel as confident, maybe not confident, have as expertise. Yeah. yeah, you don't grow them mm. as much, but mm. we, we do want to talk about fruit mm. uh, a bit more. And um, you've already had some fruit from your neighbour's plots, so we yes. thought it would be a good time to beautiful strawberries, that. absolutely beautiful, grown under glass by Tony, under cloches. He's a bit of a cloche expert, and we will talk to him yes, another time. Now, just tell me, he's got these barn cloches. Yes. And they're like a Victorian creation, are they? Uh, a little bit later. Okay. Uh, more Ed- Edwardian. Mm. Uh, and they're ludicrously by. I've actually got some. I mean, you can only get them on eBay, but they have wire frames and glass, and they're, they're shaped just like a little barn with a pitched roof mm. and then walls. And they're about 18 inches high, mm. whatever that is, 30 centimetres. And, and about 50, 60 centimetres wide. And you can just... Uh, Tony started it, and, I, and it's why what really appeals to me is it's a way of having things under cover but without using plastic. Mm. And so they're protected. They can be a bit protected from all the things that want to attack mm. and eat and infest mm. our precious plants. Um, but also, they're like mini greenhouses, I mm. suppose. So he's brought things on really really early and I've been talking to him a lot about his uh, mm. his cloches they are fantastic and I've got some I haven't built them yet and they're called barn cloches yeah yeah yes. I saw them the other day as well they're very cute little things aren't mm. they all mm. they're, they're very fine <laughs> hello Ruby yeah. he's, <laughs> he's, he's joining up. in getting in on the podcast <laughs> um, but the, the great thing yeah. is I mean he's his strawberries are bright red and he's mm. been eating them probably for two months uh, two weeks mm. at least and they we, should, we should speak delicious. to him about these, shouldn't we? We will. Maybe we'll we will. do a, a kind of allotment walk around with him. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how he does it, the spacing, yeah. um, the ideas. And I think he said it, mentioned to me, he might have found them in, a, in an old book or something. Mm. And There's a number of books yeah, um, that, that he'd that been reading about. It's a whole by. system. Yeah. It's not just oh, okay. buy the cloches. Once you yeah. buy the cloches, once you get some cloches, then you... Mm. You know, a bit like a poly tunnel. There is a system that you mm. you then in a really get into. Let's and he, not talk he about the poly tunnel. <laughs> no, no, verboten. <laughs> anyway, so we were going to talk about fruit. So you've got some fruit. So you know, what what do you do with your fruits, Peter? Well, what? that's that is the question. I mean, uh, and it's also a question we like to throw out. I love gooseberries, but I'm always interested in 
how do people eat gooseberries? I've got some dessert gooseberries just there coming through the red ones that oh, you can yeah. eat raw and they're fantastic. I can barely see them over this <laughs> the forest of rhubarb. Forest of rhubarb. <laughs> I, yeah. I know, the accidental and uh, burying it under all my compost uh, <laughs> has done it. Yeah, it is mountainous. Uh, but yeah, what do you do with your gooseberries? How do you like to eat them? Gooseberry fool? Mm, gooseberry fool, definitely. Gooseberry crumble? Yeah, yeah. Gooseberry crumble. ice cream? Ice cream. Oh, oh yes. fantastic. We're yeah. just going to talk about food now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, but red I've, currants? I mean, you know, red all... currants? Well, yeah. I've, so I put gooseberries in for the first time last year and I didn't get any, so I'm hoping mm. to get some. And actually, I can mm. see them coming through. I'm really close um, to picking now. Red currants, um, I like them um, in like a jam, but also in my cereal mm, with raspberries, mm, like a forest mix. Mm, mm. Sounds a very posh yeah. way of just saying no, I chuck them on my cereal, basically. <laughs> but having them fresh and so nutritious. Yeah. Also freezing them. They're really yeah. good to freeze. You know, put them on a tray. So they freeze yeah. first, like I mentioned before, then put them in a bag. Yeah. Um, so you can get a lot in, in our quite small freezer. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what I do with red currants, really. How about mm. you? The... Uh, yeah, summer pudding mm. all day, every day. It's such a, it's like asparagus. It's that taste of summer. Yeah. Uh, all the red, the red fruits. Okay. Well, this is this is the wilderness area. Every plot should have a wilderness area, and uh, yes, it's there's rotting wood in there and stinging nettles of course um, and I plan to make a slow worm hole which I understand you dig a pit and put lots of sticks and brush in there and then cover it with a something which I must have got a bit of old ply or something and hopefully the slow worm will come so that's that. So that's Don, that, that sounds amazing what is a slow worm hole so what do slow worms do? Do you know what? I don't know, but I've, re I've only ever seen one as a kid. Yeah. Which, gone. You know, they're not slow at all. They're, in fact, very quick. Um, but I, I, I hope they eat slugs. <laughs> so you're trying to build a place that yeah, will attract is, a slow worm. The, the nature, yeah. you know. So, I mean, I think That's every really plot cool. should have... Uh, have a bit of wilderness yeah. just to let nature thrive uh, as you can see it's doing very well <laughs> um, no I think it's a lovely idea and I totally agree I think we should be fostering these areas for bees and insects yeah. and uh, pollinators shouldn't we although looking at your plot you've got lots of lovely well, flowers I, and yeah things. what I try and do every every bed has vegetables and I try and grow flowers or wildflowers for the for the uh, for the other animals uh, that I want on the plot. Brilliant, um, so... Um, this is a dead nettle that's gone over. Um, the, the, well, it was too cold, really, for a lot of bees, but there were a few. Some of the early bees got on there. But otherwise, it should be spinach. This nine-headed cauliflower, which has only had one so far. Uh, wow. But oh, it, look at that. That's a um, monster. But it comes up... It's a bit like... Um, um, uh, you know, white sprouting broccoli. Yeah. This is rapini. This is something I'm mm -hmm. trying this year. This is a very fast-growing uh, brassica. Say it again. Ra rapini. Rapini. It's very Italian, and I think it is Italian. Yeah. Um, Rapid. So, I see. Makes so sense. So <laughs> I transplanted those a couple of days ago, uh, but they'll run to seed really quickly. So I've got to keep an eye on those. Then we've got the bean trench. If there's, is there any left? Yeah. Beans. Yeah, they're doing okay. And what, yeah. what poles are these? Just like uh, hazelwood? Or? Uh, uh, yeah, you can get these 
cut from a sustainable source in Ashworththorpe. Yeah. Um, I think the allotment hut has got details uh, of them. They 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 coppice the uh, hazel every uh, winter. They're very uh, grand, aren't they? They look lovely. Well, they, that's, yeah, that's... they're they're the, the real deal, aren't they? Yeah. And the beans will go up those um, better than a smooth bamboo pole. Yeah. So we move on to the shallot bed, which also has white verbascum in, and that likes to seed, basically from the mother of all verbascums that have that has just made a home in the bean trench. But that's good. <laughs> now the garlic's okay. I've seen better garlic, uh, but what also grows here is coriander. Mm. Self seeds coriander, and that. I encourage through the plot. John, how, um, how long have you had the plot? Because it looks fantastic. It looks great. And you've got both sides, have you? No, or I've you got just one got, and a half. You've one got and one a and a half. Great. How, um, how long you had it? I think this half I've been working for nearly 30 years. Wow. I know. I can't wow. believe I, I can't believe I'm that old. <laughs> um, and <laughs> uh, that's so uh, cool. But, but it took me seven years to get it under control. Yeah, you know, to get it so that I seven it, years. Seven years. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, it, hey, when you've got one of these or two of these or three of these, <laughs> you haven't got a lot of time. You're to pointing at my child. Though. Yes, I am pointing at your, your <laughs> the, the baby, yeah. <laughs> the, the baby that's strapped to your chest. And actually, your plot is in an amazing spot because it's beautiful isn't it looking what are we looking here south no south is over there and yeah oh no that no we is are south. south that is yeah. south yes, yeah and oh, it's stunning uh, isn't it yeah it uh, is uh, and you get a great sky great escape here yeah and you know when the sun goes down oh what it's just something else so so, you, so 30 years you've been on here yeah and finally, and the, the weeds are still there. Have you um, have you noticed any noticeable differences over the thirty years, say in the last four or five years, with climate change and gardening? Yeah, I've, the, all of a sudden we've had sort of different influxes of various plants. Um, when I first started, there weren't any of these uh, geraniums. There weren't any of the blue alkanet, which is now that stuff, yep. which is a, a real thug. And once it's in, it's in. I think it's a member of the borage. The, the trouble is the bees love it, don't they? And so, you know, look at them. Yeah, there's four or five there buzzing yeah, around, don't they? And they're, they're bumblebees. They're not honeybees. So they're, they're you know, it's home for them. Um, they, I don't know why they're there. They should be on my broad beans, doing their bit on the broad beans. Come on, <laughs> your girls. beans. Look, Come on, girls. Your beans look great, actually. They ah, look really good. I mean, well, compared to mine, they're okay. So flying. those are, are the aquadulce, the overwintered aquadulce. Yep. Okay. So they're the ones from the huts. Yeah. I've got you, the same. Yeah, okay. Yep. You plant those in the autumn, yep. and you're, what you're trying to do is try and beat the black fly. Yep. We, uh, because if the black fly get hold of it, then they'll decimate the crop. Can I, um, I'm, be, I'm being polite when I say this, at the end and around, you've kind of let little bits go. Is that deliberate <laughs> or is that weeds? But it looks deliberate because you've got bees. And uh, it looks like yeah. a kind of potager style allotment. I think, it, I think it's beautiful. I think it's absolutely uh, stunning. Well, it gives nature a bit more space, doesn't it? Um, and it also gives, makes the bed, this potato bed also, has again this dead nettle which is going over, but 
yeah, there's a different species of bumblebee there going on the dead nettle. Yeah. But there's uh, parsley, coriander, um, larkspur, uh, grass, cooch grass, of course. And potatoes in and there. And potatoes yeah. in there. <laughs> and potatoes. Um, weeds and asparagus. Yeah. Uh, weeds and asparagus. Weeds and asparagus. No, no weeds and asparagus because I've actually done that. I wanted to point out with these broad beans, these are a couple of different types. Okay. Um, these are spring planting ones. Uh, and I just sort of thought I'd trial, uh, trial different sorts. And it seems to me that this sort is called Vitkiem and look at the flowers on that. Now whether or not they're gonna those flowers will turn into beans, I don't know. They're really beautiful. But they are they are you know if they do then we're in for a bumper crop. Yeah. And also growing in there is parsnips. Um, you can see parsnips going to seed all over the plot and that's the strategy with parsnips. So anybody who says I can't get parsnips to germinate well, just let them go wild and they will do it themselves. Um, uh, and, uh, and then it's a matter of thinning them out where you don't want them. And, but I thought I'd try companion planting with broad beans and companion planting there. There's a few in with the sh uh, shallots and um, uh, garlic. Yeah. Uh, also in here is parsley, which is seeded and is, is going there and carrots and coriander <laughs> so do it yourself soup isn't it with um with, again the few these are the spring planting shallots uh, and that's what happens if you keep your own garlic it looks pathetic doesn't it, it doesn't <laughs> like it at all so that's well if it makes you feel better my garlic also looks atrocious this year it looks really really bad and i've been weeding it very carefully but sometimes you can just pull those up you've got a bulb which is actually just what you want. It's mm. easy that you're fiddling about. But yeah. go on, sorry, you're yeah, gonna well, let's move on. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on, we still What have we got? Into the brassica cages. So they're not quite full yet. There's still a few to go out. But uh, various cabbages, cauliflowers, um, um yeah, autumn cabbages, uh, the round um uh, Dutch white cabbages. Lovely. Um, sort of a spring green or a pointy cabbage, depending on how long you leave it. Uh, Offenham 2, they're called. They're a really good variety. I suffered a lot with either root fly or club root, so I moved the whole lot this year. And so far, so good. Oh, it looks brilliant, John. I, I just, yeah, found, oh, you got sweet corn as well. Yes, yeah, sweet corn's in. I've got Good planted you. some uh, in 14th the, of May and it's in. Yeah, oh, yeah. Good well, stuff. it's, a, yeah, I'm taking a chance with all of the beans, the dwarf beans yep. and the sweet corn, but as a, as a sort of a, um, oh, what's the word? I've actually put seed in this bit just in case there's a frost. Yeah. Um, and that is a wild bit. I wanted to see what flowers would grow, what plants would grow, if I just left it. Oh, you got some foxgloves. Yeah, well, the foxgloves were... I saw them coming and I thought, OK, this is going to be... Yeah. This is going to be um, a, 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 a wild flower for bees. I know that they like the foxgloves. There's the dead nettle that's going over. Coriander, yep. coriander, coriander. Yeah. And Phacelia tenacitifolia. Tenacitifolia, I think I got that right. This is that lovely purple flower that, um, again, the bees love it. Um, 
the coriander will go to seed and then we'll, it'll all start again either in the autumn if we get a good autumn or a, um, or next year raspberries if I can dig them out <laughs> slow down John I can't keep up with you <laughs> this is brilliant now we're going to your polytunnel into the polytunnel uh, yeah, I, oh wow, tomatoes, it's warm in here, isn't it? Yeah, I Blimey! Keep, I thought I'd better come and um, wow, water. that's incredible. So I've got, I've got these are grafted tomatoes. Yeah, you spoke to me the other day about grafted tomatoes. Well, I, I just find the 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 productivity of them is something else. They're a different league, and they're also blight resistant. They're more blight resistant. Yeah. So, which is very important on our site. Yeah, we seem to get it, don't we? Yeah. So um, we shall see. But as a trial, uh, as a trial, this is a wild, wild tomato. It, mm. it is. I'll, I'll uh, let you know how I get on with that. Yeah. Um, we've got leeks in here ready to go out. Yeah. Spring onions, um, radishes. The, the, you know, the salad crops do really well. Yep. Uh, it's onion. Yeah. Wow. Monster. <laughs> that's what that's what happens when you leave a spring onion. Um, again, more spring onion. Lettuce is dotted around rocket and um, coriander. I have to come out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's here, so warm in here. Here. <laughs> the, round the other end. <laughs> this, the square meter of wildflower meadow. I've been hearing that yellow rattle semi-parasitizes the, the cooch grass that, that we're inundated with and it therefore allows other plants to grow mm. and so I sort of cleaned that bit up a bit and planted yellow rattle and wildflower seeds and mm. they seem to be coming to something wow so I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes an experiment uh, that could be worth millions and millions <coughs> if you can find the solution to getting rid of cooch grass yes well <laughs> But, okay, so I have heard that people use tomatoes to get rid of it as well. <laughs> uh, this is also a wildflower plot, but it's not quite as um, successful. <laughs> it's not quite as successful as, as that bit. So there we are. Ah, oh, brilliant! That's the plot. Um, and yeah, John, that was it's all doing whistle well. stop. You're still on the move. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to get down the dump. Down to yeah. The and um, on and on. Thanks very much for showing me around. And that's okay. One of the things I really love. We spoke to Stephanie Hafferty the other day on the podcast, who uh, is a gardener in the West Country, and she was talking about the importance of chucking stuff in and chucking flowers, pollinators, just getting everything in and seeing what it does and leaving these wild areas. And that's basically what this is. And I just think it's absolutely beautiful. I think it's stunning. And um, I think it's so cool how you've cultivated it's the a, wild areas. It's a no, very it's really eclectic cool. management style. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's really great. And the thing is, it works. The amount of bees we've seen buzzing yeah. around your plot compared to others, and including mine that I go around. Well, I, don't I think forget, really the sun cool. has now just come out, and they finally, you know, decided to get their blooming act together. <laughs> yeah, because well, you're being very humble. It's an amazing <laughs> plot. It is beautiful, and uh, I'm definitely going to take stuff from it. Thank you. Thanks very much. Okay.
So yes, that that was John. Brilliant. So thanks so much to John. Yeah, if he's thank listening. you, John. Fantastic. Yeah, for for letting us visit his uh, his allotment. Yeah. It's something we want to do more, isn't it? To visit other people's plots, have a look round, and gain inspiration. We get so much wisdom from it's, people and, it's and just tips wonderful and techniques. It's what we all do on the allotment, yeah. isn't it? It's great to talk to to other allotmenteers, and and we all learn from each other. We all do things differently. Yeah. We grow different things. We grow them in different ways. Uh, and yeah, it's part of the pleasure of the allotment is mm. talking to people and, and seeing what we can learn. I had um, somebody message us on Twitter the other day, uh, no, Instagram, which was very nice, saying how she was enjoying the podcast. And uh, she was actually over in Traus. Oh, really? And I messaged right. back and I said that we should come over and have mm. a look at um, her plot, but also her site. And I was thinking maybe the next few weeks or a couple of years' time, <laughs> we could try and visit every site in Norwich. Yeah, yes. That'd be fun, wouldn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> On bicycles. <laughs> On bicycles, take the recorder yes. and maybe speak to some people and just compare the different plots. I mean, we've been to Rachel's and it's so very different. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine some people who are listening here have incredibly different plots to this vast, you know, monster that we're on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, yes, that, that was brilliant. Thank you, John. And if you'd like to get in touch and share your allotment stories or what's going on in your plot, please do um, at, at Sunflower. Pod one is our Twitter and Instagram handle or uh, sunflower.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Peter. What are you going to do right now? Because I know you're going to stay on the plot. Oh, I'm going to. I actually need to draw up a little bit of a plan. I have a plan, but uh, my planting, I have a plan, but it's always a little bit random because I, I like a rather than a very fixed plan. I find I'm, I'm being given seedlings all the time mm. and and I like a little bit of, I like to surprise myself, I was like, oh I've been given these, I'll grow these and I wish someone would give me some celeriac but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to happen, so, so burn I've, that bridge. <laughs> so I'm actually going to revisit my plan and uh, think about what, uh, what else I can squeeze in that I haven't squeezed in yet. Lovely to see you Tim and yeah. Ruben, bye bye. Bye bye.